Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Hotcold. And today is a Kiesling Fiesta episode looking at Kiesling games. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Heaven and Ale and Riverboat. So thanks for joining us for episode number 58. residents of meeple town if you were here right now you would see a you would see a floating head oh i'm just looking at a head that's all i can see it's a floating head and it looks like dean is that a quote what are you doing here dean has a black jacket on and a black backdrop behind him and if i'm when i'm looking at him all i can see is his pasty white bright face (laughs) oh my gosh and it's floating this is the point where you're supposed to say that you're some percent Cherokee. I was checking to make sure I was recording. Is Cherokee correct? Do you know uh, to where you can Chippewa? Prove, Chippewa, actually. sorry. So yeah. you can prove that your complexion is not as white as I just said. That's right. Do you know uh, Meeple Town? If you if you watch The Office, there is an episode where Pam talks about how she screens Michael's calls. She'll let Michael get a a, a free one, right? He'll say something but she won't transfer him over yet. I do that for John a lot on the phone. No, he does But also I do it on the episode. Like, he does do it on I'll the say, phone. hey, John, let's start the episode. <laughs> but I'm not actually recording because I let him get his garbage out of the... It, it, which, you're welcome, Meeple Town, for that. But also imagine if you're not getting like the full-blown garbage of John. Whew. Yeah. I yeah. do call... You thought, you thought it was bad now. I rarely call Dean and just say, hey, what's going on, Dean? What's up, Dean? It's always just whatever nonsense comes into my head. And oftentimes, it's, I mean, it's, I think it's brilliant, actually. He does. He thinks it's brilliant. That's I do. exactly right. <laughs> and he'll, he'll go on, like, for about five minutes, typically. I'll set my phone down, go make myself a cup of coffee, come back, you know, a few minutes and later. I'm still at it. And say, what's up, John? <laughs> and then we start our conversation. That's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know why I'm Johnny Hot Cold? No, because of this, time. this weather. Mm-hmm. This is ridi- This is getting ridiculous. Flip flop, flip flop. Hot cold. Tennessee. What's going on? It was cold this weekend, and now I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt because it's going to be 80 degrees today. I just is it really? Yes. Oh, I had no idea, dude. I'm Jeez. I'm I get so tired. Like you get this nice fall. Oh, it's feeling good. It's 70s, high 60s. Oh yeah, and then all of a sudden, Tennessee drops an 80 bomb on you. What are you gonna Just do? like that. I mean, I don't know what you're gonna do. I can, I mean, if I could manipulate the sky and the weather somehow, I would probably do it. I just got back from Michigan. You know what? It was not up there. Warm. It was not warm. Was it cold up there? It's pretty cold. Actually, it snowed in parts of Michigan. I think where, looking on the radar, it looked like it was snowing in the county next to us. It did not snow where we were, but I'm it was sweating cold. right now. It was in the bit. 30s a lot. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. What are we doing? I don't know. Board games. Are we? Yeah. Okay. Do you <laughs> do a poll, I guess? I guess. All right. Is it board game related? It is board game related this okay. time. All right. So let's do that. I was just interested, Meeple Town. I was thinking, what length of board game do you most commonly play? I'm just curious what Meeple Town's out there. Less than 30 minutes, 30 minutes or less. All right. 30 to 60 minutes. I did 60 to 150. Because it's kind of like that media. It's it's a it's an hour and a half. 
No. That is not right. Two and a half hours, sorry. That's what I meant. <laughs> One hour to two and a half hours. That is a terrible... It's not. All right, I'm taking over Because this is what I'm... And then... I'm taking over Two polls. and a half hours plus. Let me give you my thinking. All right. Okay, first of all, less than 30 minutes is a quick filler. Okay. And I'm wondering, hey, do a lot of people play a bunch of quick fillers because that's they're just quick. Or you've got that, you know, kind of fillerish game that's 30 to 6... You know, 60 to 30... 30 to 60 minutes. Math is What's really happening? tough. Then you have your medium-length game. I thought about putting 60 to 120... But then you then I wanted to kind of say what's that medium length whatever then versus like pretty long games like two and a half hours plus that's what I wanted to do I that's I why think, I made that distinction I don't think you did this right that's <laughs> I don't even care go, go ahead it, may, it seems like it would make more sense to do you know with that logic maybe like an hour to two hours that I almost I thought about doing that but again I just thought to myself there's a lot of games I have that are around that two hour mark and maybe go over a little bit, a lot. Okay. And like, I feel like there was a distinct difference to me between like that and like this two and a half hour long, you know, terraforming Mars potentially that can be shorter. Here's what I think. I think the option of an hour to like the seven hour option, whatever you said on there. Oh my gosh. Hour to an hour and two hours and a half. I think that's the, that's the winner. You're going to be surprised, or you're not. I'm not. You're not. That's the easy winner. Yeah, of course it is. I know. You, you made the gap too big. If you said like an hour to an hour and a half, and then an hour and a half to like two and a half. Well, maybe. All or, right. I'm taking over. What percentage? Uh, All right. You got the next poll then. For 40%. 55. Okay. Wow. That was... What's the next? What's the next? So this is more interesting. Yeah, this is more interesting. Uh, 30 to an hour. That's right. Is that right? 31% said that. And then only 10% said less than 30 minutes. I thought that might get how many a few people more said, votes. How many said the... 3%. Of the big games? Yeah. Okay. That's I, that's expected. I, I, what do you play? I kind of just wanted to hear, like, what, what what do you think that you actually play most often? That's, what, that's the question. You know, my sweet spot, I think when I really, like, think about it, my favorite games are midweight euros, which tend to be an hour to an hour and a half. I think. Um, now but do you play those most often? That's the that's the question. Because I, I know you play a lot of games with your kids or your wife. Y'all get on a game, do a little game here or there. Typically, okay. So if it's a weeknight, my wife and I, if we're gonna play a game, we'll say, all right, it's not gonna be longer than an hour, or maybe even like forty five minutes, depending on the night. I thought you might be in the thirty to sixty minute group that's, that's not what was the question though what's your favorite what do you no. most often what do you play? most commonly play yeah but i don't like especially these days i probably play more games with you than anybody i think well, that's and, sweet <laughs> that's not, I, just, I made that's this, not what i was going for i made this whole poll so that he would say that <laughs> for this moment right now i love uh, you too dean now who has egg on their face dean mm. all right on your floating head <clears throat> all right so on your chippewa floating head <laughs> So yeah, that I, I think I would be in that. I, I think probably most often hour to six hours, and then, and then probably thirty to an hour. Yeah, I'm always I'm that sixty to one hundred fifty all day long. I I was just I don't I rarely play games less than that unless I'm with like a group of people and we're playing like a quick filler or something like that. But I just I really don't have a lot of games that I play that's under sixty minutes. So right. It's true. I was just thinking to myself, like, maybe I should get some more of those. 
because we've been, because what ends up happening is like, all right, so next podcast, just throwing it out of there. We're going to review Takenu. We have to now, Dean. So there you go. That's an hour and a half to two hours. The box. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But it's been sitting on my table for days. Like that's like, I noticed that happens a lot because we can't get in that long of a game. So we end up splitting it into two days all the time. Right. And then I constantly have a table, a table, a game on my dining table. Yeah. Dining you know, table. now that I have a, a designated board game table, I should do that more often. Yeah. We like, do that just all have the a, time. Just leave a game set up that we're not necessarily going to finish that night. I think that's part of the reason why we don't play longer games these days is because that very reason, like if, you know, my wife's working a ton, she's a teacher in this whole pandemic mess, which yeah. is, I mean, her her hours are like double, it seems like, these days. So we're really not getting many games played, except for the weekends. But I think if we had a game that we just but set up. But everybody's working for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Everybody's Can we talk about board games? Th- we are. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about games we've been playing lately? I'm excited about talking about this one. Do you think that I've opened up you to a new realm of possibilities with the holdover game? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. The only negative. I don't want you taking credit for that. Though. The oh, I've got full credit. The only negative to that style is sometimes you do have to kind of re-remember as Roger Clemens or misremembered is what he said. Um, but re-remember what's going on. Here's what I'm. You know what I mean? That's right. Like, oh yeah. Okay. I was doing this. We were doing that. We try to, we take pictures of the board sometimes and stuff, but like you're strategically, I'm guess is mostly what I'm saying. You're trying to revamp. Okay. What was I doing? Oh, gotcha. If you yeah. do it the very next night, it's not a big deal. But if you wait like two or three nights, sometimes you kind of forget. Anyway. we um, This isn't the game I've been playing lately, although it could be. Um, we recently played Mansions of Madness um, with uh, it was my wife and her brother and his wife. And it made me think, like, that that's a long game, first off. Mansions of Madness is a really long game. How long is that game? Um, We played... I don't know. Whatever it says for the scenario, because it has a bunch of different scenarios, whatever it says, it's always wrong. If you're reading all of the text, it wow. typically takes 30 minutes. It takes us 30 minutes to an hour longer than what it says. So I think we played for probably three, sometime between three and four hours. Okay. That's a game my wife and I both like. We should just leave that set up on the table and play through those scenarios two player. There you go. Knock them out. You're welcome. You want to hear what I've been playing lately? Yeah, yeah, I just did. All right. Nope, Mages that doesn't count. Madness. Okay, I did play that. No, I love that turn. game. It solidified that it is a top. No, I shouldn't have. Ten, I think top five, somewhere in there. Top five, top five, top five or top ten game. I should have said nothing. I love it. Man, that's so good. You know when you're talking to somebody, like I was on the phone with a friend yesterday, and they're a talker, and you're like, don't ask another question, don't ask another question, but then you really, there's oh, something really yeah. interesting. You're like, all right, I got to ask him or her this question, and then it's like another 30 minutes, and you're like, I did that to myself. Oh, that's what I did to you. Oh, okay. I have to share a story. You ready for this story time? <laughs> Play the story time music, John. Story time. Oh, I'm going to tell you a story because you're my girl. And I tell my girl stories all the time. That's why it's story time. All right. That's pretty good. Not bad. Weird for the story I'm going to tell, but okay. Whatever. I would not tell my girl this story, but... All right, you think Dean's a pretty nice guy, right? And for the most part, I think that I am. I think I'm a good guy at heart. What you're about to hear is not one of those stories. All right, college, I was out playing tennis with my roommate and a couple other friends, all right? Playing tennis, we live like a quarter of a mile from the tennis court. Not even now, it's like a tenth of a mile, so I was just going to walk home. 
And we played with this guy who was one of those talkers that you're talking about. I mean, like, no kidding. If this guy started talking, it would be two and a half, three hours later before. If you just let him go, he would keep talking. Okay. That's not an exaggeration. Wow. We're leaving the tennis courts. It's about 10 o'clock at night. And he stops. And this is what I did not want to happen. I did not want to stop because I knew what would happen. He would start talking. So he stops and he starts telling a story. And I said, oh, you know, my, my roommate Richard, Richard can really relate to that. And then you left. He turns, starts talking to Richard, and I walked away. No kidding. That's good This move. was at 10 o'clock. You got to make those moves sometimes. Midnight, Richard comes in the room, comes in the, <laughs> in the apartment, and just said, I hate you, and then went to bed. <laughs> uh, he was very mad at me that night, but I just couldn't take it, man. I could not. Sometimes that's what, that's what, that's what Dean has to do to me all the time. <laughs> He's like, oh boy. <laughs> okay, oh. But all I'm right. Not a, I'm not a jerk. I'm a nice guy. But here's the thing: what Meeple Town is doing right now is they're like, oh yeah, but you guys do that with your side trails all the time. Like we always tee up. Hey, what game have we been playing lately? And then we talk for like 30 more minutes about. Something. Oh, yeah, but they can just turn the radios off. Like this guy, you can't just like turn an off button. This is too. It's too tantalizing. Is it? You can't. Is it? You can't turn it off. It's, <laughs> it's a train it's wreck like, that you, you can't stop looking at. You just can't stop. Yeah, you have you can't, to. your ears can't stop looking at it. All right, you ready? I'm yes. going to talk about a game. BJ from Board Game Gumbo and I. Oh, boy. He, he and I. Just get to the game. He and I like Disney, okay? We, we've been talking lately. Yeah, by the way, if you've not seen Board Game Gumbo, Gumbo, Board Game Gumbo. Well, we should plug. Tuesday nights. You've just missed it if you're listening to this episode on Wednesday. Tuesday nights at uh, 8.30 Central Time, I think is what it is. It's good. Anyway, look, watch it. It's fantastic. So BJ and I were talking the other day and saying we need to do a Disney we need to do a video on Disney games released in 2020. How does that sound? There's John? that many games? <laughs> Dude. Okay, BJ has a he has a spreadsheet of all these games and oh when they've gosh. released. No doubt, no joke. There is a bunch of them. You know this is where people do hit the snooze button. Is it? Yes. You're right. probably right. Just what do you just get it over with? All right. So we signed this contract, we signed in blood that we have to do this video together of of Disney videos in 2020 one of those is hocus pocus disney's hocus pocus that was released by robinsburg like the the movie hocus pocus the movie is that a disney movie it is okay continue i guess it is a disney i didn't know that um this is by designer prospero hall you've heard us talk about that that design group in the past i'm digging what they're putting out this year i know you are hocus pocus is a that's right it was this is not pan am this is a cooperative game. It's a cooperative card game. Uh, I played this game with my family. So it was my wife and I and our two kids, our five and eight-year-old. Now, the five-year-old cannot play this game, but we were helping him. And there's a, if you know Hocus Pocus, there's this black cat named Binks. Zach. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Thackeray. Thackeray Binks. Thackeray. Does that sound like a name you've heard before? T-H? Like Zachary with T-H? Not really. I don't know what you're talking about. Thackeray Binks is a character in this game, in the, in the movie who turns into a black cat, and there's a little black cat meeple that our five-year-old loved to have. So this game, cooperative, you are trying to lay these cards down on the board. You're trying to stun the witches, essentially. And you do that by placing your cards down onto the uh, the cauldron, and you have to get five uh, in a specific order. So they either have to be the same color, or they have to be the same ingredient, or a uh, all different colors of the same ingredient. And any of those combinations will stun one of the witches. The one that's the most difficult is the... Uh, what's her name? Oh, oh goodness. I forget what her name is. It's the... Uh, 
it'll come to me. Anyway, like the 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 main witch of the movie, like the main character of the movie, the um You're not a real Disney fan. <laughs> my goodness. Just why can I not cares? think of her name? Anyway, so if you stun her, it's better for you because uh, when you have spell cards that come out, they're going to flip over and bad things will happen to you. But if you've stunned the witch that is going to cast that spell, then that bad thing will not happen to you. All right. Okay. This is not, if you're not into witches or spells or anything like that, it's, it's, it's basically like as much theme as, ah, uh, there's more theme than that. But Hanabi is, is kind of what this game mm-hmm. feels like a little bit. But I'm not the biggest fan of Hanabi, but this is a fun family game. Now, it's really? not one, if you don't like Hocus Pocus, you might not care as much about the game, which is kind of their thing. Like the, the games that Robinsberger is putting out that are these IPs, if you don't care about the IPs, Pan Am is, is an exception for sure. Yeah. But like this and the Haunted Mansion game and, and, and those, like if you don't care about the IP, you might not care as much about the game itself. But this was a really fun experience for us, and it's really, really? difficult game. Yes. You kind of sound like you're not at super sold on it. Yeah, I'm sold. I think it's fun. Really? I think out of all these, I don't know if it's my favorite. Give me um, a rating right now. I, I can give you a rating. I've, this is only one. I've only played it one time. I'll okay. have to play it more to give you a rating. Okay. Um, but for a family game to play this time of year, I think this is this is good. Um, the gameplay isn't like it's not going to blow you away, John. But that's that's not the point. Like they're wanting to put out games that match with these IPs that are going to draw people into the hobby through playing these games. So Haunted Mansion is a fun game. This one, I think I probably like uh, around the same as what I like Haunted Mansion, I think. It was, it was fun. It was a good experience. Okay. Good cooperative Halloween game to play. All right, there you go. You're not sold. Oh, I could really care less. You, what have you, you been doing over there? You been listening? Or? I have actually been listening to okay. you because I'm trying to do a better job of whenever you're talking about something I don't care about, still <laughs> listening. I'm really serious. I did hear all that you said, and nothing that you said even remotely interested me in this game at all. No, 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 no. And again, if, do you like the movie? Do you like Hocus Pocus? I've movie? never seen it. You didn't hear me say that. Oh. I've never seen it, nor do I ever care to. It's a good movie. There are a lot of people that really like Hocus Pocus. Maybe. That I think if they have family that really likes Hocus Pocus, the movie, and they're wanting to introduce games, this would be fantastic for that. Yeah. Okay. Great. You want me to keep talking about Let's it? Let's talk about another game that Dean and I have both played, and that is Aftershock. Little Stronghold games. Little Win- Alan Moon action. Win- Winifred? Win- what? I'm going to look it up. What's her name? Oh, what? my gosh. All right. Aftershock, y'all. Uh, so, in Aftershock, you are... Dean, help me with this. Winif- Winifred, help, probably. Ha- what? Are you done? <laughs> help, me with, help me with sharing what you do in Aftershock. Uh, you're trying to cause earthquakes on people. Yeah. That's right. So you have these different the like theme? islands. Winifred like... Sanderson. They're the Sanderson sisters. Oh my gosh. Okay, go ahead. There's like these different like islands kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Sections of the city and you're building bridges between them. And there's aftershocks of like an earthquake and you're moving your that you meeples cause. that you that, cause or yeah. your opponents cause. Yeah. You're moving meeples from one um, to the other, you're trying to have like area control on certain ones, right, Dean? And um, yeah, and you're getting victory points several different ways. This game, I was really interested um, just because I had Alan Moon's name on it, though I'm not really a big Ticket to Ride fan. You are, Dean, or no? Uh, yeah, I like Ticket to Ride. I'm not like, you know, it's it's not like an amazing game, but I, I enjoy playing it. I like it. I like to get it to ride for what it is. Yeah. I don't bring it out a lot, but I do sometimes with, with new folks, but just seeing that it was, had Alan Moon's name on it. It intrigued me. You or no? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And so this is one that I, I've read a lot of like mixed reviews on this game. And right now, y'all, it's uh, 7.0 on BGG, ranked 7,400-something overall. Um, so I wasn't super excited about playing this game, but I was intrigued. Would you say the same thing? I would say the same thing. And in fact, I, I was even considering reaching out to you, and I have not done this, to say, hey, we should do an Alan Moon episode. We're doing a Kiesling episode. We did a Feld episode a while back. I'm sure at some point we'll do a, Maybe. Uh, a Rosenberg episode. But Alan Moon, we could do like Airlines uh, Europe and Aftershock. I've never played. Like I've that. never played Airlines Europe. Yep, it's better than Aftershock. Uh, Aftershock. <laughs> what did you think about this game? I I like some pieces of it for sure. Um, it, it's ooh, it's it's a tricky one. You're pieces. right. Okay, here are the things that I don't like about Aftershock. There are lots of phases in Aftershock. A lot. A lot, and you have to go through all these phases that aren't difficult, but like, it's. It's a lot, I guess. It's not just like you take a turn, I take a turn. It's like, let's go through these nine stages. There's a lot. Of different things that you have to do. And it's it's auction. It's setting your pieces out on the board, random, uh, not randomly, but behind a screen so other people can't see. It's causing aftershocks. You know, all those things that you said. So it's a lot of different pieces. So that's, that's one that was kind of a negative for me. The biggest negative and i know some people would like this but is the scoring on this one and i've heard this one talked about a lot we did play it two players which is not the best that's right that's right and we'll we'll have more plays before we do like a proper review of this but um with the scoring you're going to choose which area you want to be scored but you have to have two votes for those areas there's only one area where there's an exception like you get an automatic vote so if one person votes for it it scores yeah um but you might really want something to score that might not. And you can have some negotiation. We didn't. We didn't really negotiate at in, all. Actually. In a two-player game, it's hard to do that. Yeah, but you can negotiate with other people. If I remember right, nothing's binding. Like, you can backstab somebody. Yeah. But it seems like a weird thing to put in this type of game where there's already, like, things are already kind of convoluted, I guess. Yeah, you can get, like, an influence bonus that allows you to have another influence to where you can That's right. vote one and then yeah. get an influence so you get it scored for sure that's expensive to do that kind of so those are like some okay there's some interesting parts but honestly dean i just really in retrospect didn't like this game at all really it just seemed like a light convoluted game light er medium light that's the right word but it was just convoluted to me. All I the extra never, steps. I would never use this as, a, as yeah. an intro game. The way that the aftershocks work and you got to figure out where to send them and stuff. I just I just felt like it was work and just not fun. I just did not have fun when we played. This is one of the reasons that Dean was grumpy pants last week. <laughs> and and I, I just didn't. I don't know, man. This game is, was just something about it. There were some things I liked about it. Like yes. there was yeah. there were some mechanics that I was like, okay, that's cool. Like picking the cards and spending the money with the auction for the cards, and then you could buy one of your opponent's cards. Some of that stuff was was interesting, but it felt just like, oh my gosh, there's a, a ton of steps for a medium light game. This is weighted at two point three on you know, maybe some people call that medium game. I don't know, whatever. Um for a but it's not I just like, when would I ever play this game? That's that's exactly what my It's too heavy like. for yeah. light people. And then for people who like medium games, it's just, it doesn't give, I don't know. It just is too convoluted. I'm just not interested in ever playing this game again. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to be super negative. We're going to play it more. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe with subsequent plays, I'm going to like this game with that... more people. I'm going to like it better. Um, but you know who the last person who gave a rating on BGG is? Who? 
Tom Vassell. Oh yeah. He rated it six point five. Okay. I wouldn't. It wouldn't even right now after one play. It would be, I think, even significantly below that for me. Okay. I it would. It would like be below game. that for me after one play too. Yeah. But maybe it's it tricky. Honestly, the biggest thing for me was the the scoring. Yeah, I didn't like uh, the, the other stuff. Either. I feel like you could with a lot of plays, it would come more natural. But it's not like you might look at it and think like, oh, okay, ticket to ride designer. I'm gonna you know, and don't do that. Like don't. I didn't like the aftershocks to the to the table. Like I didn't like like it's an interesting concept, but like so Dean, I, I shock him and he moves his guys all around the board and he's sitting there thinking about how to move all his guys around the board. Then it comes back to me and now I move all my guys and so what Dean just did, he might get screwed up by based on what I just do. And I could just see, like, even at a higher player count, that taking a long time sometimes when you hit those shocks. And, like, everything just – everything that – it was a certain way, now it's all scattered and it's all changing completely all the time. Which it I sounded guess, like an interesting concept, but in gameplay, I didn't really like it that much. Maybe maybe that's why the scoring is the way that it is. Maybe, maybe the scoring has to be that way because of what you're talking about. Otherwise, it might be too random. And so then you have to – figure it out like you have to shift your thinking a little bit and how scoring happens but yeah i i'm i'm with you on this one um i probably didn't have as much disdain for the game as is what you do but i don't have disdain com- well i just i really didn't like it it's it uh, convoluted is a, is a good word I, I think so aftershock was not a hit for us yet but maybe as we get more plays of it our minds will change potentially let's, let's talk, talk about some, some games, games we really potentially like we're going to talk about keesling games let's talk about what do you think heaven and nail first Whatever you, I'll let you decide. Let's get to heaven and ale. It's heaven and ale time, John. Heaven and ale gonna sail to the sore. Shore? Sore. Ooh, that would be nasty if you sailed to a sore. Through a sore? This is... If it was salt water, it would be even worse. These are the conversation that John has with himself while I walk away from the phone and go get some coffee and then come back. Let's, Except he would go for much longer than this. So let's start off by saying in 2000... Oh, my phone's vibrating a little bit over here. I probably <laughs> need to put that sucker on Do Not Disturb like I normally do. In 2017, we're not going to talk about all three, but Keesling, Michael Keesling came out with three tile-based games that are... I would say reasonably popular. One that we're not going to talk about, Azul, hugely popular. Did y'all know that, first of all? did he? I didn't know that. I did. That in 2017, he came out with all three of these games. That's a lot of work. Yes, it is. Now, he was not sure the he... sole designer for this one. Kiesling Schmidt on this one. So, um, Azul and Riverboat. If I think Azul, he was the sole designer on that one. Riverboat, for sure, he was. Um, yeah. If you know me, Meeple Town, you know that that Heaven and Ale has a theme that draws me in, and I think draws John in, too. This Harvest beer ingredients and master the art of monastic brewcrafting. That is my <laughs> jam, right? Like, that is exactly the theme that I want in a game, which is why I'm so drawn to, uh, oh, goodness gracious, what is the monas- Monasterium that's coming out? Yeah. That's that's a, a theme that really draws me in, which I saw a playthrough of that the other day. Ooh, I'm excited about that one still. All right. Heaven and Ale, in this game, you are also moving up tracks. You're moving up these ingredients on the tracks so that you can score points. But you also have to move your brewmaster up the track so that for the the ingredients that don't make it as far up the track, 
as you'd like them to, the brewmaster will help you trade in some ingredients for other ingredients. And how do you do that, John? How do you do well, all that? Well, based on where the brewmaster ends at the end of the game, there's a ratio. Uh-huh. And so let's just say he ends in the three to one spot. You will take the brew, the beer ingredient or whatever that you have the furthest on the track, and you will go backwards three. Then you will move the one that's furthest behind on the track up one. This, it's really satisfying, the scoring on this. So backwards three, up one, backwards three, up one, backwards three, up one, until all of your ingredients are in the same spot and you can no longer go backwards three. And then also wherever he is or she is, um, you're going to have a victory point uh, multiplier, excuse me. So on that track, you might end on spot 10. And then if you're three to one ratio, I believe it's a four multiplier. So you would score four times 10, 40 points. That's right. All right. So, but on this game, you have a rondelle. You've got this board that you're moving around. Rondelle. You don't have to. <laughs> I sucked you in. I got you. All right. I'm not getting sucked in. All right. Uh, you've got this rondelle. You're moving around the board, kind of like Glenmore, which is a game that we like quite a bit. It's a little bit different because John takes a turn, I take a turn, John takes a turn. You just go back and forth instead of having the person behind go next. It doesn't work that way in this game. You're going you to go until go you to, get to the end of the end of the rondelle, and then the other player could just keep going. That's right. That's right. And so on this, you're going to take tiles. You're going to you're uh, potentially there's different things you can do, but most often you're going to be taking tiles, and you're going to be putting them either on the sunny side, which is how you're going to move your ingredients up, but mm-hmm. it's more expensive, or you can put it on the shaded side, which is how you're going to get ducats, um, but it's cheaper. So if I take a five tile of a wheat, for example, put it on the shady side. That's going to cost me five ducats, right? Yes. If I put it on the sunny side, it's going to cost ten me big ten, ones. but that's how I move my ingredients up, um, which is money is super tight. Yeah, it's super tight. Super tight in this game. And so you don't want to spend all of your money moving up the really expensive tiles onto the sunny side. Oftentimes, you're going to put those on the shaded side so that you can gain more money that way. Correct. I don't know. I had a fi- I had quite a few on the. Not saying you're not going to do that, but yeah. most often you're not going to put the real expensive ones on the shady side. Mm, who knows? I know because you will run out of money. We'll see. <laughs> if you can balance it, that's what I like. The last the, the last game the I was trying sure. to balance. Yeah. I had some pretty hefty hitters on the light side, but also did on the shaded side. So I was getting the monies to be able to place them. What do I know? Because you destroyed me in the last game that we played. I didn't destroy you. Okay, we'll talk about that. I, I did win. Um, now, we did also play with the expansion on our most recent play. Now, John's had more experience with the expansion. I've only played with the expansion one time, but real fast, what you're doing with that Kegs is, and more. Kegs and more. You're loading up kegs, and you do that by spending hay. You, you spend these bales of hay to feed your horses to be able to carry a keg of beer. And they're going to carry it around the board, and you deliver it and get victory points. And that just is another rondelle where it just keeps moving around the board based on when you can move them by simple. landing in the dice spot and moving in that many spaces, essentially. So so is kegs and more like food and stuff? What is food and stuff? Are you kidding me? Parks and Rec. The store that Ron goes to to get all his food and stuff. I gotcha. Okay. Well, it's nothing like that. It's exactly like that. Um, I enjoyed the expansion for this one. We'll talk about that again in okay. just a minute. But overall. So let's, let's talk about the game. You want to let's co- go. Let's do art and components first. Yeah, yeah, okay. My goodness, I love the art in this game. Yeah, the art's great. Fantastic. The box cover Absolutely is amazing. Fantastic. The back of the your player boards are amazing. Even on your player boards is, is really beautiful. Um, everything about this. I, I love yeah, the it's art. A- this is a Chris, Christian Fiore is, yeah. is the artist for this one. It's totally up my alley, Dean. Like, 
get cardboard, get wood pieces, nothing super fancy, reasonable price. Hey, he did the art for Airlines Europe. How about that? The game we were just talking about. Wow, how about that? A lot of art. Ooh. There you go. Okay, all right. Uh, what are you saying? Oh, my gosh. I was just saying it's up my alley. You get some cardboard pieces, not super fancy pieces, right? Cardboard pieces are fine. Wooden pieces, they're fine. Reasonable price game. That's what I want. Yep. That's exactly what it is. And the art's really great on it. Yep. Yeah. It's really great on it. I don't fully agree with the, the sentiment behind that because I really like nice components. I know. But you would rather have like. But I'm for all the stuff that's in this game. You would love to have little like beers and stuff that you're moving up and well, all that kind of stuff. Well, of course. But like, it's, that's nonsensical, I guess, to put in a game. It's not nonsensical. <laughs> you would love that. I would, but it's like, it doesn't make sense for them to put it in this game. Everything that they did with the components are, are totally acceptable and fine. And even the cards, the card stock quality is really good yeah they're thick cards so. all right do you like the game though i think the game is do you fun. just like to look at it fun just fun okay yes this is a fun game okay um this is a stressful game i'll say that that's the first thing that i'll say i mentioned money being tight moving up on the board is everything like moving up your ingredients and moving up the brewmaster is the entire game that's it but it is stressful to move them up into the area you have wood it's that- tough to move those the ingredients up yeah they start off in different spots which i like i like the fact that wheat starts wheat or whatever that is starts all the way down at the very bottom of the board wood starts already on the scoring track like it's ready to go to start scoring right away um but you really you have to move up those ingredients that are far behind but you also can't forget about like the wood yeah you know because some ingredients can really screech up this track for sure if you put a five like, for example, if I put a five wheat on the sunny side and I'm able to trigger that multiple times, I'm going to be able to send that one screeching up the track. But then you can't yeah. forget about the wood that starts on the scoring track. But if you don't move it, you're going to end up being at a in a deficit, I guess, when it comes to scoring yeah. at the end of the game. But it's super stressful. Would you agree with that, John? Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's tight. It's tight. It's also what makes it stress can make it stressful, I guess, is the way the rondelle works. And there are only certain spots that you can take that will allow you to do a scoring or setting off of. Uh, so you have all these tiles out on the board on the sunny and shady side, but only once per game can you set off a particular color or a particular number. Keep on the sunny side. So you're, so you're going, you're going around. Side. Every time you talk about sunny side, I think of sunny side up eggs and I get hungry. I think of oh brother, where out there art thou? You think about that a lot. I do. So if you want to set up the wheat, as Dean said, you can take a scoring disc, but you have to first of all get to that spot, right? You have to get to that spot because mm-hmm. someone else can take it, or you can't do it. Then you set it off one time the entire game, right? And you get all the money if it's on the shady side, and you get to move up the spots on the. Uh, other side the sunny side so like once the entire game you can do that and you might think john hey i want to wait till i can load up no as much as i possibly can why not because you're not gonna be able to set enough off if you do that because exactly there's only right. three rounds in the game adding more stress to the game and i don't mean oh, i don't mean that in a negative way by no. the way i think it's really clever because a lot of games don't have that fully and there's only a certain amount of spots on the rondelle yes. that's the whole thing like if uh-huh. there were a million spots to go to then yeah you could take your time but there's not there's not enough time there's not oh Never. my gosh but then on top of that whenever you surround a shed like surround a, a spot with all hexes then you're actually going to get a shed to go on there, which will either move your brewmaster up. It will move up your brewmaster most of the time, something. But then on top of that, you will set off again 
some tiles, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, right? Depending on the value of the hexes that are around it. Uh-huh. There's a lot to think about in this game. Yeah. There's a lot. And I love that, though, because, I mean, with only being able to move the wheat up one time, do I have to wait till later on and I have a lot of wheat because wheat's to the bottom on my track? Can I build an engine to where I go ahead and do it now, but I can put many around this thing so my shed can set off, you know, a couple of them that could really move it up? Oh, man. And then on top of it, you're this whole game is about timing. Yeah. Setting the right things off at the right time while you're going around a rondelle and you're battling for position. So yeah. you're not just trying to think of how I'm going to set my stuff off. You're thinking of what is Dean going to do next because I have to take that spot. And the first time you play this game, a lot of those, a lot of those things, they're not going to naturally, they're not going to come to you naturally. No, it's I think. tough. Because you're going to think I'll be able to set off all of these different tiles at different times during the game. But then the game's over and you're like, oh, wait, I wasn't able to set that off because I, you know, I should have set it off earlier, which isn't going to give me as much money or as much, you know, moving up on those tracks. But at least I was able to do it at all. That happened to me the first time I played the game. Yeah. Like, and how many, how many points did you score that first one? Do you remember? Like six. Yeah. Six. I mean, it was bad. <laughs> but then, you know, I think the leader may have had like 20 something. So you're not going to score a ton of points in this game without the expansion. The expansion are going to score a lot more points in this game. Yeah, but that was also, was that your first time to play or no? No, I don't think oh, okay. so. I think it was like my second maybe. But it takes, this game is thinky and it takes, I think, a, a several plays to kind of start ma- th- mastering. I don't know if mastering is the right word, but getting better at the strategy in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And now we easily score that many points, no problem. But it's a thinky game with a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. Yeah, so let's let's you know do final thoughts. Yeah, right let's now? do final thoughts because we don't want to spend. Because we're gonna day do yeah, we're gonna do these. two games. So do you mean to go? For, yeah, you go first. I love this game. I absolutely love this. If you all um, listen to my top fifty, this was on my top fifty. I think this is just an, a really good game. And kegs and more. I'll just throw in there because we said we would talk about it. I think it kicks the game up a notch. I don't think it's necessary, but it adds another layer of thinkiness because now a die is out on the board and I could go to that spot and I don't love the tile, but it could cause my uh, horse and buggy to, you know, move five spots. That's a lot of spots because the die only goes up to six and I could deliver more beer this round, which would be really good. So I think it adds another layer of thinkiness that I really like, really like um, it. Cause it's, it's a simple to understand concept. If there was harder to understand concepts, I wouldn't like it because there's already enough going on as it is, I think. Right. But it's simple to understand in the way that works. I like that. I love the way the Rondell works in this game. Brilliant game. One of my top 50 of all time and a very strong eight and a half out of 10. I mean, it's borderline nine for me is how much I like this. It's like eight and a half nines, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say super strong eight and a half out of 10 for me. Yeah, so I'm I'm not quite as big on this game as what John is, but I still really love it. It's so clever, such a clever game. Um, all those things that John said, I definitely I prefer to play with the expansion because it it makes things uh, open up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't often just love tightness, like too much restriction yeah, and tightness in games. And so the base game of this is enjoyable for me. I still really love it. But I'm going to want to play with the expansion more often than not because there's more opportunities to score points. Yeah. Right. Would you say that's pretty that's pretty fair assessment? Um, so for sure. So with the expansion, I'm at an eight and a half too. I think I'm probably more at an, an eight with the just the base game. But I don't think this is 
it's not an essential expansion, I don't think, but for me, I get more enjoyment out of the game with the expansion because, I again, it opens it up. So I'm an eight and a half. I'm not as strong like towards a nine. I'm a, I, the I'm a more solid I pl- eight and a half, though. The more I play it, the more I like it. This is one that I could I could see giving it a nine one day because sure. I just, I do. We played it yesterday even. I was like, wow, I love this game. Yeah. My wife likes this game. So, yeah. I, I mean, it, I'm tempted to put nine, but I'm not. I'm going to go eight and a half. All right. Now it's time to talk about Riverboat. Now, okay, again, eight and a half from John, eight and a half from me on that. Time to talk about Riverboat. Are there similarities to this game that came out in the same year? Let's find out after the break. Riverboat. Going down to Mississippi, gonna eat some peaches. Going to the uh, country, gonna eat me a lot of peaches. Look out! I like how you end that with look out because they're the publisher of the game. Did you do that on purpose? Uh, it's Mayfair, isn't it? It is, but it says look out also. Out they're too. they're credited for being publisher on here. As yeah, well. of course I meant to do that. I mean to, I mean to do everything that I say. Riverboat. Riverboat is another Keesling game. Now, this is straight up Keesling, and it is a Clemens Franz game. So, oh art and com- let's just go. Here we go. And let's talk about art. Oh, you want, you want me to talk about how the game's played? Okay. The game is played <laughs> similarly. There's a lot of similarities, like you mentioned there in, the, in the segue. There's a lot of big differences, for sure. Yeah. So, first thing you're going to do is you're going to be drafting. There's five phases to each game, and you're actually going to be drafting these tiles with everybody else. And whichever one you draft, you're going to get a bonus, and you're going to get to go first in that phase of the game the first phase of the game you're going to put out you're going to send out your workers uh, to all these hexes and those are the spots that you're going to be growing crops for that round the second phase you're going to be growing the crops you take hexes that are either a single hex a double or a triple all together and you're going to be taking them from this common pool and putting them in the spots where your workers are and you put your workers right on top of those spots right the next thing that you're going to do is harvest those you take your workers off those spots and you get to harvest. You only select one uh, type of good each back and forth, back and forth. Um, you're going to select one type of good. You can do this twice, so back and forth. Back and forth, yes. I did that right. Keep saying it. I did that right. Keep trying back and I forth. I did it right. I okay. did it right. So you're gonna. So let's just say I take off four of uh, guys that are on um, corn. Then I'm going to be able to get a tile to place in my riverboat section, right? They're my boats. I guess they're your boats, right? The boats coming in to get the corn. And they're going to give you victory points potentially, or at the end of the game, potentially, and also. Sounds like you're asking me questions as you're doing this. And as a bonus, the fourth phase you're going to do is get scoring cards basically for the end of the game. And the fifth phase you're going to do all of your scoring, which is a lot of different scoring. Arden components, Dean. Ooh, nailed it! All right, so Arden components, Clement Franz, John. I I like the art in this game. This I will say that it's like I don't love the box. I love the box art, but like the the green that green color like it's okay but i'm not like whoa that's amazing you don't like the color but you like the, the art i like the art part really well i don't hate it it's just i love clemens franz and like this is one of the boxes that i don't love but i really love i like the art that he did on it but the rest of the box is just kind of okay yeah I'm it looks kind of plain i i um i have a a complaint not not about the box i think the box is is what I would expect from Clemens Franz. It's good. Um, with the board, when you look at the board, you've got these different hexes that you mentioned that you're going to be putting stuff out onto. Yeah. 
uh, onto your field. Now, I get they wanted it to kind of look like a field, and you wanted these drab colors on there, but you have like gray and brown yeah. and yellow, and then another shade of yellow and another shade of brown. And unless you have those symbols on there, and I'm not, I'm not colorblind, and I don't feel like I have a hard time seeing really. I can see pretty well, but I have to look at the symbols on the cards, which those are difficult to see because they're, they're really small. small. And you have spades and clubs, uh, diamond stars, and you know whatever. But the spades and clubs look pretty similar, and the colors are kind of similar as well. And so yeah. like I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. I would have rather have had different colors on there even though it wouldn't have thematically made as much sense, yep. it would have been a lot easier to distinguish. Yeah, I see it. I see that. And you're right. The icons are pretty small. So yeah, the, the colors are fairly similar, like you said, Dean, but they are kind of separated. So what happens is, is Dean's, a card will flip over in that first round, or second, um, first part of the round. Yeah. And you will put your worker onto whatever card flipped over. Then you'll flip another card over. And then you'll put your worker onto that next section. And so what Dean's saying, if you're just looking at the colors, it is hard to distinctify. Because that's a real word. It's not. But the symbols do help you. But they are kind of small. I don't have as big of a complaint about that. But I do understand what he's saying. But other than that, I'm fine with the components. I like the little Harbor Harbor Master. Guy. Yeah. I think he's, he's, he's kind of cool looking. She's look, cool looking. It's pretty similar to... Um, the component wise are pretty similar to Heaven and Ale. The art is better, way better in Heaven and Ale. Uh, I, I, I just, I just, it, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's that that brew. I don't know what it is. That Christian, I think he just nailed it. And this is solid in this game for sure. I'm not complaining at all. Yeah, with with the art components, pretty close. Yeah, uh, I might give the slight That's edge what, to Riverboat with components, but not the art, I guess. But even then, it's it's, I don't know. It is what it is. They're both meeples, I guess. So is the game any good? Yes, the game is good. You're really just jump diving right in. You're get, being super descriptive. Okay. You want me to say what I like about yeah, the game? Yeah, I mean, that's what we do. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like a lot of things about this game. I think it's interesting, the drafting for the phase, who's going to go first in the phases. I like that a lot because you're going to get a bonus. Now, in a two-player game, which is what we played right before the show, um, in a two-player game, you if you're the first player you're going to draft three of the tiles you're going to get to go get the bonus and go first in three of the phases um but it's going to bounce out over the course of the game because you play four rounds and the next round you'll go two and then three and then two you go so, you go you go he go right so i like right perfect that's right yeah. um so uh i like those little bonuses that you get because the interesting part of drafting doesn't just become do i want to go first in this phase although that's very important it becomes do I want this bonus as well? You know, yeah. Be, moving up the Harbor Master is important in this game, and that's one of the bonuses. Really important. And so you might just want to move up the Harbor Harbor Master. You might just want to get a coin because you really need a coin. And I, I really think that's interesting. And it seems like a small thing, but it's a pretty important thing, I think. Right? Sure. Drafting the correct tiles in that first round, I think, is very important. Yeah, because if so, in that in the, in the first round, if you take like the first round tile, your bonus is getting an extra worker. Right, and here's the thing: you—that's the only way you can ever get an extra worker in this game. That's it. You're yep. never going to get another one. And part of the um, end of round scoring is you can send based on certain tiles that you get workers to Nolens, to New Orleans, right? And they're gone the rest of the game there, but you're going to score a victory point for them. So if you're doing a lot of that, you really need that first one so that you can get workers so you can actually use them in your fields. 
or you're going to get hosed potentially. That's right. Um, because the other piece you have to think about is when you're taking, when you're harvesting crops and taking your, your people off the field, you're going to want to take off the ones potentially that you want the ones that are going to give you the most points from the harbor, but also you want to get those meeples back because you're going to need them for the next round. However, it doesn't, you don't have to have it, right? I think in this last game I took in the first round, I took that meeple. I took that that meeple tile and that was it. You got the rest of the three rounds and I never had an issue with having enough meeples. However, in other games I have, I've played in games where I've only had, I think like four or five meeples going into the round where you're placing them out onto the field and you're going to draw eight cards whether eight or not cards. you have enough meeples or not. And I, I had maybe half, maybe a little more than yeah, half. Yeah, twice in the last game, I didn't get to put all my eight meeples out. You put them all out every single time, didn't I you? I did, yep. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was going, during harvesting, you can only get two of these boats to come your way. So it's interesting because there's one tile that only cost one, which is kind of nice because you get to move your harbor master up three spots, which is significant. But then on the flip side, you're only getting one. So let's just say I didn't have any of my workers. All my workers are on the field. Then in order for me to get my eight back, I've got to take a seven, which is the highest one. And you have to take it based on picking one crop and taking as many of those as you want off of that. So if I don't have seven out there then and I want to take the one tile, then I'm going to be hosed. Mm-hmm. Unless I already had some workers still left over, yeah. But as the game progresses, you don't oftentimes. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 that's pretty interesting. Uh, I like the way the scoring works in this game. It's very similar in the in the fact that timing matters big time. Yeah. Uh-huh. You score every round, and every round you're going to get a scoring tile. But you can also score sheds, which are um, two points for every hex that's you pick one crop type, and that's touching that. So if you had four potatoes around that shed, you get eight points. Or um, wells, which are one victory point for each contiguous line or whatever going. But you also, it's hard to get the green guys. Yes. Not, I mean, it's not hard. That's the tightest part in the game. It's not think, hard, but though. it can be tight. And you have two chances to score every round. Last round, you get three chances. But like you're saying, do I want to go ahead and, and get eight points for these potatoes now because my scoring card says for every harvested potato, I get eight points? Or do I want to wait till next round when I might have 12 points on that? But if I wait, then I'm only going to score one this round instead of score two. Dean's scoring two of his guys this round. Oh, my gosh. So there's this, like, pull, tug and pull on when to score your cards and when not to, when to wait to the next round, so forth and so on. Yeah, yeah. I, and so you mentioned this, but that that scoring piece and the harbor master, those are the pieces that are most like heaven and ale to me. Um, again, you said that with the timing and, and when to set those, um, scoring tiles off or the, the, not sheds, but the barns or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then moving the Harbor master is just like moving the brew master. You think that there's some, he maybe through that one. Probably. Was, yeah. So there, those are really similar to, to heaven and ale, just moving up that track and yeah. then the timing of those, those scoring tiles. Um, yeah, those are honestly, John, those are some of my favorite parts of, of Riverboat as well. One of the, one of the things when I first started watching this video, I saw a Rado video and I was not sold on it because all I saw was for the first part of the game is just placing meeples out on a board based on the cards that you draw. And I was like, that is not very interesting. Mm. But then you put crops in those and then you harvest those crops and then you do all these other things in not a in a way that makes sense, right? Like this has a lot of steps. It's got five steps, but they yeah. all have, you know, different things involved in those steps, kind of like Aftershock. But this makes more sense than that, right? Like it, it everything you're doing oh, sure. makes sense. Like you're sending, you're planting, and then you're harvesting, and then you're gaining points from the different crops and different things that you're putting out you're on the board. You're sending them out to, yeah. And then, But the you can't send them out 
fully, like you can't get those points that you need unless you have a Harbor master that's allowed yeah. to, you know, so all that just makes sense to me in this game. So I'm, I'm ready for final thoughts. Well, I was going to also say the Harbor master is hugely important though, because whoever gets their Harbor master the furthest, they score points for all the boats that have come in. And if you're not first, you only get half of those points. Yeah. So, wow. Now you can win and come in second there. You for sure can, but that's, that's a big, can be a potentially big swing in the game. Yeah. And Dean smoked me the last game because he got that. Like we were relatively close and then he got that and I mean, he smoked me. Yeah. So there you go. I wasn't going to say it, but I did. No, I I don't mind. I did. I've beat you bad. Final thoughts. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) If I can beat John in a game, it's a 10. Um, I, I do. I like Riverboat slightly better than Heaven. Wow. I'll okay. go ahead and say that. I know we're not getting into this, but uh, I yeah, have to we say are. that. We got to talk a little bit about it. Um, it's not an official Meeple Town showdown, but we but need to say what we like enough, better. There's enough similarities in this one. There's that, a lot of similarities. Yeah. Now, for me, I, I own both of these games, and I'm keeping both of them because they're, they're way different enough. They just have some similarities um, that are obvious that he designed these in the same year, I guess. You can tell that. Um but I still, I'm going to give this one an eight and a half, which is the same score that I gave Heaven and Nail. There's just a lot that I really, really enjoy about this game. Um, but again, different enough from Heaven and Nail that it's not the exact same game by any stretch. There's yeah. there's a lot of different things that you're doing. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. I think that you are right. And there's a lot of different things that you're doing. Is that- I just wanted to say a comment. I was just trying to see if you were paying attention to me. Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. Riverboat on um, BGG is weighted at a 2.9. Heaven and Nail is re- weighted at a 3.24. I would agree with that. Heaven and Nail is, a little bit, is definitely a little bit heavier. I think that Riverboat would be a little bit is much easier to understand and get into your first game. I think that it's not complicated to learn Heaven and Nail, just strategically understanding when to do things it needs subsequent plays riverboat i didn't tank the first time i played it i played decent heaven hell i tanked the first time i played it now maybe that's just me which i think no 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 no. i think a lot of people do yeah so so if you're if if you're thinking about i'm just going to kind of talk about these in my final thoughts if you're wanting a little lighter game that's a little easier to introduce riverboat all day long Mm mm-hmm if you're looking for something a little bit more complex, slightly more complex, that's really tight, it feels really tight, Heaven and Nail may be your way. That's the other thing about Riverboat. It feels way more open. It doesn't feel like I'm having such a hard time to get the tiles that I want to do what I want. Heaven and Nail can absolutely feel like that. Sure. I got to get the money and I'm struggling. How can I get it? Man, I'm broke. Like, you don't get that feel at all from this game. Not much. You can get it from your say that. meeples. Not much. You, you yeah. probably won't get it from the money, but you you can get it from the meeples, the green and the white meeples. Yeah. Um, and not being able to move the Harbor Master up as much as you'd like. But I really like this game. Uh, this is one that Dean introduced like several months ago for the first time. He went and he introduced me to it. And I remember the first time going, I like this. Uh, I actually, I've picked this game up. I don't even own Heaven and Ale, even though I like it better. I'm just going like, <laughs> to. You'll I, pick it up. Though, I will. Sure. I'm going to get this pretty soon. Um. Because I just borrow Dean's copy all the time. That's true. <laughs> it's the truth. I've borrowed it. It's one of those games like Altiplano that I might have played. I may have played this more than Dean. Probably have, actually, and he owns Heaven it. and Nail? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've played it a decent amount, but I think yeah, you played have played more it a than decent I have. Amount. Um, but I still really like Riverboat. I like how it, I, I, you know, I like how what Dean said is like, I can own both. I'm easily going to own both and have no problem owning both because one feels looser, a little lighter. Um, if I'm feeling like a little 
less stressful, wanting to play a game that's less stressful, I'm going with Riverboat. Mm-hmm. If I want to play a game that's going to be high stress, but I really do like that about it, and I don't mind doing some stress, um, I'm going to go Heaven and Ale. I'm going to give Riverboat an 8 out of 10, which is a really solid game. I really enjoy Riverboat a lot. I'm going to end up soon having both in my collection because they're both excellent games. To yeah. come up, both of these this year, wow, what a great job in 2017. I don't mean this year. Coming out with the same in the same year. To Keesling. To Keesling. But, um, I'll, but let's, let's just, I'll just spill hey, the wait, beans. Can I ask you a question real fast, though? This yeah. is about Riverboat. Uh, going back to the Harbor Master, because I did want to touch on this and I didn't. Do you, do you like that part about the game? And do you think it's... Do you think that's too big of a deal? Too overpowering? I don't think it... I don't think it's too overpowering. I do think that if you lose that in a two-player game, uh, in any game, I think it's it, I think it's going to be difficult to win. Mm-hmm. But then you also have that whole tension the whole time, like back and forth. Where is he at? Where is she at? Where where are we going to go? Um, so I mean, it's your decisions. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It might not be my favorite. It might not be my favorite. That is that big of a deal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's one of the things that puts Heaven and L a little bit above for me. What about you? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the assumption is that if you're going to, if you're going to take a lot of those lesser tiles, um, like the, the, the one value tile, you're, you're going to move up on the Harbor master faster. Yeah. So the assumption is you're probably not going to have as many points if you're moving up on the Harbor master yeah. farther, but that's not always a safe assumption. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, is it so? Let's talk about are they worth it? Because this is a really interesting conversation. Uh, this is the reason I don't own Heaven and L. I know this sounds kind of silly, but Heaven and L is uh, a little under fifty bucks, around fifty bucks, generally speaking, unless it goes on sale. Right now, I'm looking, and I mean, I could go to board game prices actually and see. It's it's not as easy to to come by as Riverboat by any stretch. Oh, right? really? Okay. No, it's not. I mean, you can still you can still get it, but it's I often have, um, it's often sold out of places. I just I've just noticed that whenever People I've like gone it. and looked for, it. yeah, it's but beautiful. That's probably it's probably not that you can't find it. You can always find it. Yeah, I, you can always find it from somewhere. But I'm just saying, like, there's often times wherever it's sold out here, or there. So yeah, I was right. A little bit under most of the time, a little bit under fifty dollars. Is that worth it, Dean? It is for me. I love that game. Yeah. But I haven't bought it. So I say it's worth it, but I still haven't bought it. That's because you own it. If you didn't, I would own it. It's interesting, though, because there's not a lot in the box overall. It seems like an expensive game for what it, what's if in the box. If you're just looking at, if you're just looking at components. Again, a little expensive. It's hard to do this because, obviously, if we really like a game, most of the time it's going to be worth it. Um, and this one, I think so if you like the game. But if you're just kind of okay on the game... I think it's it's more on the overpriced side of what you get in the box. I agree with that. Okay. I agree with that. Now, Riverboat, on the other hand, is pretty interesting because you can get... Um, whoops. I didn't type the rest of the thing in here. You can get Riverboat on Amazon very regularly for around that $30 mark. It's thirty one forty four. I went ahead and picked it up a few weeks ago when it got down to like 28 bucks. And I'm like, all right, I can't not own this game for 28 bucks. So worth it for that price. So worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's why I like, I own this one over having an L again, besides Dean having it because I mean, it was, it's $20 cheaper. Yeah. Which is weird because you got more stuff in the box. It's we. It is. It's just, yeah. It's, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that, I guess with print runs and, you know, who's publishing it and all that. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, I, I think this one's way worth it. Um, Absolutely way worth it. If you're going to make a choice between the two and you're factoring in 
everything, what do you say? What do you tell somebody? Do you say I go heaven and hell? I just okay. think it's a superior because you like game. it better. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I think it's worth it. You would say riverboat. I would say riverboat, but not because it's a better game because it's cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like if I understand I, that if if heaven and ale was the cheaper game and like reverse the prices, I guess, and I would probably say check out heaven and ale because it's cheaper. You can get it for a better price, and then you, you might, mean riverboat, and you might like huh? You just said heaven and ale. Yeah, get heaven and ale. I said if heaven and ale was cheaper. Oh, if it was. Sorry. Yeah, if heaven and ale was cheaper, then pick that up. Um, because it's, you know, it, it would be more worth it. So, but Riverdale, a riverboat is cheaper. There you go. And it's the game that I like better. So obviously I would say riverboat. Riverboat would be one of my, we should do a, Dean, Dean, we should do a, which I know it would change. We could do like a top five games that are a steal for the price. This would be really high up on the list for me. Yeah, that's true. A $30 mm-hmm. game. If you don't own this, just go buy it. Like it's super good. If you like hex games and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, but does BGG agree with us? Um, who does it agree with, me or Dean? So we definitely got to talk about this. BGG, this is rated heaven and hell. Okay, can I go ahead and say this? You would never bring this up unless it agreed with you. Absolutely not. <laughs> what did I just say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely not. <laughs> heaven and hell, 7.6 overall. It is rated 265 overall, 156 in strategy. Riverboat is 7.5. It's rated 892 overall in 447. I was hoping that this was on that uh, over 1,000 like we did that that last week. This would have been my number one game for that, uh, for right. that rating. So this is, this is one that I like really like. What was my number one though? Hold on. Let me rephrase that. Let me think about that. I can't remember what my number one was from last week. I don't know what oh yours my gosh. was either. It was... Uh... Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, you cheated. Forum Trajanum, was that it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I probably like Forum. I like Forum Trajanum better than this. This would have been my number two. Okay, but... I didn't cheat. Keesling put out a third game that year. Yes, yeah, so you didn't say It something. was 46 overall. Yeah. 46, 46 overall. Azul. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I just... Y'all, I don't get on the Azul bandwagon hype train. Hey, Forum Trajanum is overall 1,000 today, right now. Doesn't so, matter. There you go. No, no, not there you In go. In your face. It wasn't. I knew it was going to be. I knew it would have. I knew it was going to fall a little bit. Nah, it doesn't That's matter. That's exactly right. So, um, yeah, I like Azul, and I, 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 to a degree, I have used it quite a bit in gateway scenarios, right? We had a game night at our church, and I did like, I got to lead a table uh, for newbie, and I selected Azul. So I like Azul. But personally, I would far rather play these games in Azul. Situationally, for me, I love Azul. I love Azul a lot. I, I don't I love it's Azul. Fantastic. It's okay. It, I like these other two better, but there are lots of situations where I would rather play Azul than these other I would never rather play unless people couldn't grasp the concepts of these games. Never yeah. would rather. Never. Say that three times. Ne- never but would rather. everyone else disagrees with that. Do it. Three times. Never would fast. rather, never would rather, never would rather. Oh, that's pretty good. Wow, that was way better you than I thought. You can't say X. What is the word you said? X. I just, it's. it's I don't remember the word. Was sometimes right. true brilliance is coming up with new words. Is it? That's That was quoted. Somebody's got to come up with That's Albert words. Einstein, actually. He said that. I mean, irregardless is a word now. So someday, maybe one of your words, one of your nonsense words will, will be a, a real thing. Distinctify my heart. I'm a real boy. Oh my gosh, please stop doing that dance. I feel very uncomfortable right now. Yeah, I wish you could see that. All right. That's you know it. Dwight Schrute when he does the the <laughs> with a thing coming out of his chest, like was it alien or something like that? I don't know. That's the dance John was just doing right then. Oh yeah. Like an alien coming out of my chest dance. Okay. 
All right, tell people how they can get in touch with us. MeepleTownGames.com to see all of our stuff. We'd love for you to rate this uh, podcast if you wouldn't mind because we could talk about it on the radio. We love doing that on the radio. Yeah, it is. We are on the radio. At MeepleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown. So speaking of my sweet dance moves, do you like to dance? Like with your wife, if you guys went out to a place where dancing was happening, would you go out on the dance floor and boogie with your wife? Uh, boogie? Yeah. No, not boogie, but we but dance. Would you dance? Yeah. My, my wife is a big dancer. She's got a lot more rhythm than I do. Really? For sure, yeah. We never dance. We didn't even go to prom together because we didn't want to go out and dance. Really? But I, I like to goofy dance, but if it's going to be like serious time... No, oh, she, dude. she's not into it either. We'll get out. We we did social dance in college. We do swing. We do salsa, all, merengue, all those, man. That's how we roll. I feel like my wife took a dance class at some point with like my father, with her dad or something, because I didn't want to do it with her. Oh, you're a bad husband. <laughs> I, I, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm dreaming that, but she'll tell me later.